Hi everyone, welcome to our weekly sermon from New Life Community. In this week's message, I will be answering the question, Who am I? Let's go ahead and jump right in. I want to encourage you to grab your Bible this morning and uh, a couple of places. I, go to John 3.16 first. And we're, so we're in a series called Who Am I? And, uh, and we're walking through kind of using uh, this little devotional book as a, as a guide for our series. And uh, you can get a copy. Uh, we have them available out at the, uh, at the information uh, connections table, and uh, Pastor Bonnie is going to be there after the service, and if you uh, need one, uh, you can get one from her. If you're like, um, you know, we're asking if you can contribute $7, that's awesome, but if you can't, just come and talk to Pastor Ron, and he'll make sure, like, you get one, and, uh, and we just don't, we would love everybody to have them. Cool thing is, is there are, like, reflection questions in there, and, um, and ways that you can journal and, and really just be connected to um, kind of just growing, right? It's pretty, pretty awesome uh, when we're thinking about doing that together. I love this verse from last week. And I don't want you to go there. I don't want you to turn to it. If, you're gonna, if you want to write it down so you can look at it later, that's fine. Because I'm going to read it in the message version. And I want you to hear it. And I shared this last week. It's Micah chapter 6, verse 8. But he's already made it plain how to live. What to do. What God is looking for from men and women. It's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. I love that. (laughs) I love how it's worded. But he's already made it plain how to live. How many hours do we spend trying to figure out how to live? Or worried about it? Right here in God's word, he's already made it how to live, what to do, what God is looking for in men and women. How many hours do we work to try and figure out what God wants from us? It says right here, he says, do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Anybody. Everybody all around you, anybody you come in contact with, no distinctions, right? It's, it's anybody who you bump into, come around, walk around, see, anybody, do what is fair and just to your neighbor, be compassionate and loyal in your love. Whew. Compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. That's the one maybe some of us need to hear. Don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. Sometimes we take ourselves way too seriously. 
I can fall into that trap. Now, I want you to listen to me for a second. Because if, if you miss this, then the rest of the morning will be good, but it's not going to be awesome. God's heart this morning, believe th- I believe this with all my heart, God's heart for us this morning is for the greatest lie to be revealed and broken. God's heart this morning is for the greatest lie to be, for us to be made aware of it and for it to be broken. That's God's heart this morning. It's God's heart this morning. The lie that creates internal struggle, incredible struggle. The lie that creates intense conflict, both inside and outside, personally with other people. The lie that causes us to strive and achieve and compete. The lie that pushes us into places of anxiety and depression and fear. The lie that isolates. God's saying no more. The Father is saying no more. This lie has to be. It has to be revealed and it has to be broken in our lives. And I believe that's what God wants to do this morning. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world That he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish. But have eternal life. Everlasting life. God loves me. I am loved. God loves me and I am loved. God so loved God so loves me that he gave his one and only son that because I believe in him, I will never perish, but I have eternal, everlasting life. God so loved me. Now you're all looking at me. I want you to look at yourself, and I want you to say that to yourself. God so loved me. Don't, not Ryan. God so, repeat it after me. We need to get, so, we need to get this in, because again, this is the greatest lie that needs to be broken. God so loved me, that he gave his one and only son, so that I won't die, but I can live forever. God so loves me that he gave his one and only son that that when I 
believe in him, I'll never die, but live forever. God so loves me. Okay, you've got to actually follow me. Like, not God so loves me. No, God so loves me. That's it. You gotta, you gotta, you know, when I, when I give the exclamation mark on a word, you gotta be with me. God so loves me. God loves me. God loves me. God loves you. Wow. Greatest lie is that we're not loved. Greatest lie is that love has to be earned. Greatest lie is that that love has limits, that love doesn't last. Am I missing any? Love what? Hurts. fake. No one can really love me. It's work. Not worthy. It's the greatest lie. And we all hear it. We all wrestle it. We're hearing it all the time. It says, God so loves me that he gave Jesus no death but life. And there is this core part of us that needs to know we're loved. At the very core of who each one of us are is this need to know that we are loved, not for what we do, not for how we do it, not for the performance, not because, but just that we are loved. The enemy knows that. And, and he works tremendously hard. I changed that word about 15 times as I was writing this week, because I don't know. I wrote the word tremendously. The, the enemy works incredibly hard, tremendously hard, incessantly hard. I don't know what word it really is going to help us understand how hard the enemy is working at perpetuating this lie. Relentlessly, aggressively, Every word you can think of, that, that's how hard the enemy needs to, from the very core of who you and I are, needs us to be walking in an identity of unlove, of not being loved, of believing this lie. He wants us to doubt it, he wants us to disbelieve it, and he wants us to stop stepping into it. We start singing this morning about God's love. We start, and you're, I mean, it was amazing. You could just, I could feel you, and maybe it's because some of you came in late, but I could feel the volume increasing, and I could hear it. I think it's because the enemy, we start to actually sing something that feels right. 
We've been battling what's wrong all week, and here's a message that's right. It's not a lie, and we start to actually believe it from the inside out. It's like our spirit, the, 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 the very DNA of God, the very imago Dei, the, the part of the image of God that still remains in us, is agreeing with Holy Spirit, with God's Spirit, and there is something that's happening of belief that radically starts to change us from the inside out. That's what's, that's what's happening in that minute. And then the enemy, he gets us dwelling on all the ways that we are not lovable. The words that have been spoken by others that continue to reverberate through all the years. All the way back to sometimes when we were little kids. The actions, the words, the feelings... All of that stuff, the enemy knows, the things that we've done, the way that we look, the struggles that we have, the things that we've not done. And again, God knows at the core of our being that we need to be loved. And how does he know that? Because he created us in his image. He, he is love. God is love. It's not that just God does love. God is love. His very nature is love. The very, everything, the, the, the DNA, the makeup of God is love. It's, it's who he is. It's what he does. It's, he can't do anything but love. That's who God is. And therefore, because we were created in his image, at our very core is that same, same thing. Love is at our very core because we were created in his image. The need to love and be loved is a part of who we are. It's part of our identity. Love Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. It says this. God told them. God speaking. God told them. I've never quit loving you and I never will. Some of you just need to hear that this morning. I've never quit loving you and I never will. Expect love, love, and more love. This is the message translation again. God told them, I've never quit loving you and I never will. Expect love, love, and more love. That's what God says to us this morning. Because he knows that there is a lie that is continually being perpetuated. And he wants to break it down and reveal it. I want to ask you a question. I'm going to read that verse again. But how does it sound when you hear it? Can you have those kinds of expectations? God says, oh, I flipped my page the wrong way. God says, I've never quit loving you. And I never will. 
expect love, love, and more love. How does that sound? Sound possible? I think for some of us, we're like, oh, I don't know. I've experienced so much of the opposite. I just, I don't know if I could believe it. And, and honestly, I hear it in my ears, but I'm not sure I, I hear it in my heart. It sounds too good to be true. It sounds good for you, Pastor Ryan, but I don't know about me. It sounds plastic. This can all be part of the reality of what we hear. Can you have those kinds of expectations? Where God says, I will never stop loving you. I've never quit. I never will. Expect love, love, and more love. Can you allow yourself, will you allow yourself to have those kinds of expectations? If you... If you're kind of like wrestling in that, good, because that's okay. Because <laughs> again, this is the greatest lie perpetuated from the beginning of time. This isn't this easy little check off the box, I feel good, then I'm gonna, no, this is, we need to keep warring against this lie. And, and some, of, some of what may be happening in us to this morning and is, is this reality that there is an area of healing that needs to take place where God's love meets a wound and, and we experience healing. There's a reason why we can't expect or we're not feeling like we can expect this kind of love. Like I said, it might have been words spoken as a child. You're an accident. I don't want you. It may be through actions. Sometimes they say actions speak louder than words, right? So rejection. Abuse. All of that yuck. It speaks the very opposite of what God's speaking. So we may need to actually step into saying, okay, this human experience, and it's different for all of us, this human experience needs to meet this supernatural truth. And I guarantee you when that happens, that's, that supernatural always trumps natural. And Jesus never abandoned. Parents might have. Spouse might have. Somebody else might have. Jesus never rejected. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will never die but have eternal life. 
You have never been forgotten by him. You have never been rejected by him. You have never been abandoned by him. You have never been abused by him. You have never had to perform for him. You have never had to strive for him. You you have never had to compete for his love. His love is unconditional. It's unchanging. And the supernatural love of God needs to meet the lie of this enemy. And it needs, it needs to heal. It needs to heal. Whatever that is, we need to invite Jesus and his love right into that moment. It's not rocket science. It's a moment of saying this this is where the lie right now is being perpetuated. This is where the enemy is speaking the lie. This is the moment right now that I'm identifying, and I know a number of you, you're, you can, you can, you know what that is. And, and, and God, I need you to right now meet, meet me in that place, that word, that experience. Some of us can't ex- accept that we're loved, our identity is loved because of what we've done. It's not just what's been done to us, but what we've done. Well, the reality is, is that we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glory. There is not one of us who can say we've done it right, got it right, figured it out right. And so it's inviting Jesus into that moment and saying, For whatever reason, I don't believe that you can love me because of what I've done, and so invite Jesus into that for some healing. There's two undeniable, unbelievable, incredible truths that I want to get deep down in you before I close. The first is that Father God, Abba, Mike, Always praise, Abba, Papa. I love it when we're praying and I hear him say that, Abba, Papa. Abba is, is a, a sense of God is our Father. Jesus would have used it, Abba, Father. He's our Father. He created us. We could speak to him, but God, the Father, Abba, Papa, relent, relentlessly pursues us in love. He doesn't stop pursuing you. That's the first truth. He never will. That's the truth we got to get down because the lie is going to come against it. I wish I could put you all in a bubble. It's my pastor's heart. I wish you could just be in this bubble and just be protected from all this, this lie of the enemy and we could just be together all the time and it would just be the truth of, of we are loved, we are dearly loved, and you know what? We would still get it wrong. <laughs> because we are not perfect. One day, though, we will be 100% with the Father forever in e- eternity in heaven, and there will be no more lie. And it will be the truth. 
The second truth is that nothing can separate you from God's love. You say, oh, that's easy for you to say, Pastor Ryan. No, it's not me saying it. That's God's word. That's God himself saying it. Nothing can separate you from my love. Romans chapter 8, verses 37 through 39, and I want you to listen to this. I'm reading it in the Passion Translation. Yet even in the midst of all these things, whatever we're all dealing with, okay? That's what, that's what the Bible's saying here. Yet whatever, even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all, Paul writes. For God has made us to be more than conquerors, and his, his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Now listen to it again. I'll try and read it more passionately. <clears throat> yeah, it is the Passion Translation. Paul's writing to the church. You're the church. He's writing to you. I'm speaking to you. Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors and demonstrated his love. It is our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with the confidence. Now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate me from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death. Life's troubles, fallen angels, that's the enemy, right? Satan. Or dark rulers in the heavens, all his minions and mess. There is nothing in our present, my present, there is nothing in my future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. Huh, wow. There's a lie, and that's all it is. It's a lie that you are unloved, that you are unlovable, that you will never be loved. That no, no amount, nothing, nothing, nothing can ever repair. No, it's not true. Here's the other cool piece. Love received. So who am I? I'm loved. When we receive that, when we walk in that identity, guess what happens around us? Huh? Love gets given, right? When I receive love, it's like this fountain, right? 
I take it in and it comes out. No amount of figuring it out, it just does. When God's Spirit is filling us up and working in us, when we're receiving God's love, when we're walking in our identity, it just comes in and comes out. And it comes out in all these beautiful gifts, all these expressions of, of loving our neighbor. Back to Micah chapter 6, verse 8 that I read at the beginning. We just simply start acting out who God created us to be. It's transformational, isn't it? And man, do we ever need transformation. I want to, um, as we're closing this morning, I just want you to stay. Don't, don't start packing up yet. Just, I want you to turn your attention to the, to the screens. There's a song by um, Mac Brock is his name. It's called I Am Loved. And it's, it's the official video uh, of this song, I Am Loved. And I, I want you to just kind of like, just like look and watch and just let the Spirit just close our morning, okay? I'll come back up and pray for us. But let, let Holy Spirit solidify what He's doing in you this morning, okay? Let's, let's watch this.
Thank you for your incredible love. God, thank you. Oh, Lord, help us to believe it. Help us to receive it. 
moment by moment throughout this week. God, bring healing. God, bring healing where this lie has brought pain, where this lie has, has brought hurt and wounds, where the enemy has struck deep. Jesus, your love runs deeper. Your power runs, uh, is, more, is, is stronger, it's mightier, it's, it's the conquering love, conquering power. I'm praying for healing, Lord. I'm praying, Father, for the lies of the enemy in, in, in this, in this in, uh, all around love to be broken in the name of Jesus. God, that this, this body, this, this community, new life, Father, would be, be beginning in new and fresh ways for all of us to live out of the truth that we are loved, that that's the root of our identity, loved. That we would see one another as loved. See the people around us that we're working with, that we're walking beside, that we're living beside as loved. That you would, God, just be honored, lifted high. God, these are the kinds of things that break down the walls of division in our in our culture, these are the things that, that bring healing and wholeness to our community's transformation, and so we want it, God. Thank you, and thank you, thank you, and thank you, and thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. I want to encourage you to head to newlifecommunity.us and click on the Connect tab for all of your next steps. I'd also love to encourage you to share with us any of the ways that we can be praying on that Connect card as well. Until next time, take care, everyone.